Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Now, speaking of transport, I'm pleased to say we have our guest ready. Yes. We're going to talk now awesome. with Terence Zoll, the CEO and founder of Ride On The Board, which I believe is a carpooling service. Terence, welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, good morning, Neil. Good morning, Glenn. Good. We can hear you loud and clear. Morning, Terence. Now, tell us, I believe your app, your, your subscription-based service, uh, Ride Plus, it offers affordable rides at, at better value in what is, let's be honest, a very competitive market already. So tell us about Ride. How did it evolve? How did it start? And how is your, you know, your carpooling service original different to the others on the market? Yeah, uh, we started in uh, uh, a founded company in 2014, but by 2005, we were the first uh, to launch uh, a coupling app service here in Singapore. Coupling is not new. I mean, it has been encouraged strongly by even the Singapore government and many governments throughout the world. But, you know, we brought it online and all started uh, uh, in 2015, and it started to grow uh, from there. And in the early days were hard. We had to go around uh, to get drivers to sign up. Uh, but what it did was to offer people a cheaper and more convenient point-to-point option where they could, uh, you know, fill up empty cars. You know, every car on the road, right, the average occupancy is about 1.2. So we thought that it was a, be a good idea if we can help fill up those empty seats, uh, help people save a little bit of money, uh, reduce the carbon footprint and uh, help uh, drivers amortize their, uh, their driving cost, then it's a win-win solution. So that's how... We sort of hmm. got things started, and then uh, you know it's been uh, you know uh, close to uh, six years since we uh, we launched the service. And uh, today, you know, there are many many people who use uh, carpooling uh, to get from A to B in a very cost efficient and green way. Absolutely. Yeah, we're talking with Terence Joe, the CEO and founder of Ride On Board. And Terence, if I can just say, you have got the most amazing radio voice I have ever heard. In fact, if you ever want to come on uh, and just talk to us on the radio, I think all of us would love to, love to hear that uh, those golden tones of yours. Uh, but let me move on to a question, and that is, you know, the, the ride, ride sharing has been uh, something that's been going on in, in the U.S. and other places for, as you mentioned, a number of years and a number of years here. How has it changed though, during the pandemic? Are people more conscious of, you know, not wanting to share a ride with somebody that's not a family member, etc.? How has that been going for ride, and what kind of adjustments have you had to make mm-hmm. for that? Yeah, I just want to the backtrack of it. So we, we started, uh, just want to clarify, we started with carpooling and in 2018, we moved over into the ride hailing where we, and taxis where now we have private hire cars and taxis mm. and basically the full suite of services on board. I and see. back to your question on the pandemic and how it has panned out for the general ride hailing uh, industry. Um, obviously, the uh, total number of trips on the industry-wide has uh, shrunk uh, due to the pandemic and the restrictions in uh, mobility and, and movement. Uh, but for us, we have seen um, uh, healthy, healthy growth because um, uh, we offer drivers a lower commission you know, as opposed to uh, the, uh, the, the competition. And during the pandemic, you're right to say that uh, the, the habits have changed. I mean, some people on one hand uh, are not uh, going to work uh, in the CBD. So the geographical and then temporal demand patterns have shifted. 
right? They're, they're more localized. Right. They go to the supermarket and back. So in terms of demand uh, and the temporal demand for right hailing, it sort of shifted a little bit. And also, on the other hand, uh, some people also, um, due to the pandemic, uh, they rely more on uh, digital services and are more comfortable with a point-to-point transportation rather than going on to public transportation you know, where it's a little bit more crowded. So we, we see some changes right. in patterns and new people who you know, uh, uh, come on board uh, to use our carpooling services because it's slightly cheaper and can offer them uh, point-to-point and more effective uh, uh, transportation. Terence, how has yeah. the, the carpooling, the car hailing service changed and evolved? You mentioned there that there has been some shifts. I mean, do you see mm. a difference in terms of demographic, gender? Are males more mm. comfortable sharing than females, for example? You know, female to male, male mm. to female, mm. whatever. Mm. What sort of demographics and shifts and changes have you mm. seen in those sort of five mm. or six years? Yeah, so start. I mean, it's a great question. So at the start, you know, people were wondering, actually, do you know, do females are a bit more, um, more conscious of the safety issues, you know, of carpooling or ride hailing in general? As it turned out, right, the, the, the very interesting fact is actually females are our majority of our users of, uh, ride hailing services, carpooling and private hire services, uh, inclusive. I think uh, you know, and they are, uh, and generally the on the demographic side, they tend to be slightly younger. They are more technologically savvy. Uh, you know, they they, they want convenience. You know, the, the new generation they just want convenience at the click of the button. They don't want to stand by the roadside to hail uh, you know a taxi or a car. And mm. I think uh, back to my point on the the female, um, the uh, being a very they're close to uh, 65% of our users are actually uh, females who demand the service. I think for various reasons. Maybe uh, they're they a bit more uh, conscious of their time. Maybe they're, you know, they, they just want the comfort to get from A to B without squeezing on the, on the trains in the morning. <laughs> Maybe their dresses yeah. you know, you know, would not get uh, you know, uh, too ruffled on the way to work. And also, um, it's just it's simply uh, convenient without having to walk. Uh, the last mile, the first mile. Yeah, Russell. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your business model. How how does Ride make its money? Is it is it a commission structure off of each ride? Uh, what does that look like uh, in an era where margins are are getting slimmer and slimmer, and and people are constantly watching their budgets and and very uh, cost conscious. Yeah, so what we do, uh, we don't own any fleets, uh, you know, we don't have any inventory, so we're purely 100% a platform play. So we match passengers uh, with drivers. And what we do is to keep our cost low, you know, we are very conscious of marketing, uh, subsidies and, and incentives. So we, we try to keep everything low and our team lean as well and, and focused. So in that way, we can offer lower commissions to our drivers. So for all drivers out there, who are listening to the show, uh, you know, we offer 10% uh, uh, commission uh, as opposed to the market rate of 20 to 25%. So I think that's, uh, that's uh, value for the, uh, the drivers. At the same time, because of that, we are able to charge slightly lower fares to the passengers. So, so it's a win-win for everyone. And, and so, th- so that's uh, one way we... 
we build our business in a more sustainable uh, manner. Mm, fantastic. Wouldn't the, wouldn't the drivers ever ha- rather have a 25% commission though? <laughs> I, I mean, I think I might <laughs> versus a 10%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that so does help keep the cost down. Is that your point? Yeah, because, you know, as you said, uh, the margins are pretty thin. You know, you have to rent a car, you have to pay for patrol, you pay for the road tax. So at the end of the day, you know, a 10% differential in commission is uh, on a daily and every trip basis. Adds up to a, a huge amount at the end of the month, right, into the hundreds of dollars. And mm-hmm. that's how, you know, we intend uh, to maintain a low-cost uh, platform to create more value for both the drivers and passengers. Terence, moving forward, at the government level, business level, and even, you know, residential level, if you like, there is a collective concerted effort now to reduce our carbon footprints, carpooling services, car hailing services, they are increasing. You know, how do you see this industry moving forward? It is a competitive industry, as we've mentioned already. What is the future for the ride hailing industry in Singapore? Yeah, I think the future, uh, uh, you know, there are in Singapore uh, close to 7 million trips on a daily basis. I mean, this is pre-pandemic numbers. I mean, people walking, taking the bus, taking the MRT, taking the train, taking a taxi. And ride-hailing services before the pandemic, right, on a a natural rate, was about uh, 1 million trips a day. So I think that, you know, post-pandemic with the digitization, with people more technologically savvy and they demand um, faster and more effective services, I think there's room to grow uh, for the the right-hitting services. And the demographic we see, you know, is also slightly younger. It's more uh, uh, younger students, uh, young adults, you know, coming out of work. You know, they want uh, they want a more affordable option to commute from uh, A to B, and then of course with the post pandemic, we hopefully just now I, I heard your conversation about the Omicron and stuff. Now this will pass, hopefully pass sooner rather than later, and then you know the, when the economy bounce back, you know there's activity, you know right healing, uh, you know the 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 future at least uh, from our perspective is sanguine. And obviously, we're not going to stay there on, on just focusing on the right healing. For us, we're also moving on, on to uh, deliveries, uh, point-to-point de- deliveries, uh, mm-hmm. on-demand deliveries, same day. And we'll be launching a series of other uh, features and, and uh, services uh, down the road. And this leverages on our uh, uh, knowledge that we've built up on the right healing space. Basically, we're moving people from A to B. And then we use that to move goods and uh, and small parcels from uh, A to B as well. Yeah, very interesting. Terrace Joe is with us, uh, CEO and founder of Ride on Board. And Terrace, uh, Ride Education uh, is uh, is one of your, I believe, CSR. Uh, outreach uh, programs. You have something called the Merit Awards that you're doing. First of all, tell us about what is Ride Education and what are these uh, Merit Awards that you've been giving? Yeah, so we know that uh, this motivation comes, you know, from, because we recognize that drivers, you know, they they drive daily, you know, and then they take home a daily income. They spend very little time with the you know, lesser time with their, 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 their children. So we thought that it would be a great idea to recognize and provide some motivation for driver partners' children who are performing well in school. So that's how we, we conceived the mm. Right Education Merit Awards. So we reach out to uh, outstanding students of our driver partners 
right? And then uh, through a series of interviews and the selection process, we select uh, uh, a few candidates and then we gave them uh, the merit awards, right? So, uh, you know, because I'm personally myself, I was a recipient of a scholarship before. So I understand that, you know, what, uh, you know, what early motivation, you know, at least a target for, for children, right? Especially yeah. driver partner or taxi driver children can do uh, to motivate them. And even other people who, are, who, who witness them getting their award, right? They'll be motivated as well. So I think that's a what little is the, bit... What does the scholarship give them? What do, what do they get for that? So they have some... Um, uh, we give them some... Uh, um, a computer peripherals, right? A laptop, and then we give some cash, uh, so that they can uh, go and uh, purchase whatever that they want, uh, help them in the education. So we calculated roughly it's about a year's worth of uh, you know educational additional expenses uh, to help wow. them in their journey along. Well, it's a, yeah. the merit awards and your importance emphasis on welfare is a wonderful initiative. I mean, thanks for joining us today, Terence Cho the CEO and founder of Ride On Board. If you can, Terence, after this, please put in whatever links you can in our Money FM Facebook Live page to Ride so our listeners and viewers can find out more about it. That's Ride On Board, Singapore's subscription-based service for carpooling. Terence Cho, CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Glenn. Have a good day. Thanks, Terence. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.